I was willing to show up 155% to get my book out there. So I was willing to believe what you said. Welcome to You Should Write a Book About That. I'm your host, Kim O'Hara, a book coach with a story inside, and I am interviewing fascinating people from all walks of life with a story to tell. Do these folks have a best-selling book in them? Stick around and find out. I am so excited to be back after my podcasting hiatus. I have missed you all so much. And what better way to launch the next episode of my return than with the topic of women and their dirty little secrets. Oh, ladies, I know you've got secrets. Don't tell me that you don't. You at least have one. Some of you might even have a hundred. And today I am talking to Gretchen Heido. Let me tell you a little bit about this certified master coach. She is tough. She gets results for her clients as a business and life coach. She works with men and women, helping them to exponentially increase their income. And we're going to talk to her today about what, how, and when she got so passionate about writing a book about secrets. Now, as you know, if you've listened to this podcast, a lot of people that write books have had a catalyst, an experience with that topic. Something has happened to them. And that's driven them to bring that subject matter out into the world in a greater way. And we're going to talk about her wonderful 10-stage secret-breaking system to help women get free of their dirty little secrets and be a new you. I mean, who doesn't want to be a new you? So good to have you here, Gretchen. I'm super excited, Kim. Thank you so much. And yes, let's dish about the dirty little secrets. So tell me, you know, women have told you all the crazy secrets that are in the back of this book. And obviously you've changed names and they're anonymous, but some of them are kind of whoppers and some of them I've done myself. What efforts did you have to make in your life to stop making secrets in this area? So many, so many efforts. You know, it wasn't enough to just white knuckle it. And to your point, For me and my family growing up, we were kind of like a pack. Intimidation was no problem. It really was the way we showed that we loved each other for protection. My dad one time showed up when my parents were newly divorced with a hatchet, and he was going to do whatever he was going to do to my mom's then sort of ex-boyfriend who was moving out. And for whatever reason, that laid the foundation for some faulty wiring that showed me violence equals love. And I don't know about the other people listening, but I still love a man with a hatchet. I just <laughs> I don't do. even know. <laughs> I just I don't do. Even know where, where, where does one even get a hatchet? I don't know. My dad could tell you. I, I think I think maybe REI. I'm not sure. We make it so complicated as women. We think we have to jump through all these hoops and do all these shenanigans to be loved or feel safe. And then at the end of the day, you know, and fidelity. And like, I love some of the the secrets that you have in the book, you know, slept with the UPS guy, used your roommate's dildo. That's one of my, that, that one really still gets me, you know, stole grapes at the supermarket, which is, you know, a classic one. And PS, those are not my secrets. When was it you realized, like you've heard this whole list of secrets in the back and some of them, you know, I don't mean to like, laugh. You know, some of these secrets that women are keeping are 
they're, they're, they're sad and they're tough and they're, they're emotional and they're deep. And, you know, so I don't want to downplay like the value of the healing that we need to do when we're making these secrets. When is it that you realized you needed to do something about secret keeping for everyone? I went on a quest, you know, how could I heal? There wasn't a lot that was offered to me. There just wasn't, there weren't very many resources out there. There's just not, I read some books. I tried to find myself, but what I really needed was to figure out a system to help me be able to stand on my feet. And in that new year that you're talking about. And so with all of the women that I have coached, even men too, that I've heard their secrets, but mostly women, it became very apparent that this was missing in the world and that so many women were living smaller lives, not stepping into who they were born to be or living out that intentional ripple and creating what they what they came here, their God-given right of what they're supposed to do because they were hiding underneath the shame of their secrets. And that's why I created my system. I have definitely not seen this on a bookshelf at Barnes and Noble. I've seen, you know, you can meditate your way to, you know, happiness or, you know, the five second rule or like all these other solutions. But if we haven't done the excavation within of what we're holding on to, that's just like almost like painting over the cracks. You know what I mean? We're not solving the bigger problem. Um, so your, your book takes the women through this, you know, 10 stage system, which I love. And I'm so grateful as your book coach that I was able to witness this unfolding week after week. And we went back and forth when you were writing the chapter and the stage on faith, right? I was like, faith and how does it play? And like, we didn't really want to like proselytize to people. Why is faith so important in this system? Oh, and I remember us going back and forth. So here's the deal with faith. It's the cornerstone for everything when it comes to your healing with secrets. And it can be a God of your own understanding. It, it Whatever you want to call it, it, it doesn't make a difference, but you have to have faith in something bigger than yourself. And the reason for that is our own thinking helped us to become secret keepers. My own thinking, my own best thinking had me creating a stabbing in a church a big church, by the way, in the middle of nowhere. So like, let's not forget that, you know, it had other women you know, smoking weed with their 13 year old daughter. Our best thinking needs to be restored. And the only way to do that is to do that with the power of something outside of you. The other part too, is we have to believe and partner with a power greater than ourself in order to get new thoughts coming in. You know, when I thought about my biggest, best life, I could never really reach it. I didn't believe that it was there for me because of the things that I had done and what I believed about myself. But with faith and with the the setting right of my belief system, the setting right of who I am at my reset before I kept secrets, it's all there. And it's like, no, Gretchen, no other woman out there you can live this great big life. It is available to you, but you can't do it with your own thinking. You just can't. You can't think your way out of your secrets. Right. Absolutely. No, I think that's beautiful. And, and if you have faith in who you are and who you can become and how you can be set free, that's when we can engage what you call the ripple effect, which is a yeah. byproduct of women working through your system. Tell us a little bit more about the ripple effect. So the ripple effect is your purpose. When you think about what you're here to do, and everyone has something different, 
it's the reason that you were put on the earth. And so this is, this is big. It's also the way that you show up in a room. So if you show up and you're magnetic and you're in a good mood, other people catch a ripple. If you show up and you're pissed off and you've had a bad day and you know, you flip the guy off on the freeway or whatever it is, people feel that ripple as well. But our ripple touches others. And what I'm always the most concerned with is when I touch somebody else, what's the ripple that I'm helping them to create? What's that juice? Who are they meant to be? Mm. So a ripple is so important. And that's why secret keeping has to stop. We do not create our intentional ripple effect unless we get rid of the shame and the bondage of our secrets. I agree with that. Absolutely. So let's talk about writing this book because we talk about writing on this show and we had a very strong collaboration. You were a writer, very willing to take direction. Why don't you tell me a little bit about the, I'm sure the audience wants to know this too, because people are always saying, what's a book coach? What's it like to be coached as a coach through a process through this book? So to be coached as a coach through this process Here's the deal. Yeah. Okay. So here, here's the deal. For me, it wasn't as hard because I trusted you. So for anyone hiring any sort of a coach, you have to believe that that person can take you to where you want to go. But I was willing to show up 155% to get my book out there. So I was willing to believe what you said. You know, now I had talked to other book coaches. I didn't believe what they said. I wasn't, I wasn't, and I had even worked with somebody else and it just wasn't a good fit. So for me, the process was a lot of letting go of my ego and knowing that I had gotten myself as far as I could get with my dream and my vision, but that I couldn't get it over the finish line. And I didn't know why having someone to lay out a process for me to help me figure out what to do, which week, what needed to be done, and to have actual deadlines relaxed my thinking so that I could take up the space in writing. Without that organization, I'd been on a hamster wheel of like, okay, well, I'll write here and then I'll try to do this many pages and I think I'll have this. But when you're working with a coach, when you're working with Kim, not a coach, when you're working with Kim, it's very laid out and and you were strict. It was like, you're going to get this done and here's the way this is going to happen. But I had to show up equally as willing to do the work. It, working with you really changed my whole life. Oh, thank you so much for saying that. I appreciate it's true. that. Were there any moments in the process of time where you were writing that you had doubts in yourself as a writer? <sighs> so it wasn't in myself as a writer. It was in my story. If I tell somebody that I have stabbed someone... And then, you know, you and I went back and forth. Well, I didn't really stab him, but in my head, I stabbed him. Can I say I stabbed him? Are people going to hire me? Are they going to fire me? Do I have credibility as a coach? That's where it came in. And the getting it to the finish line of, is it good enough? You know, there was some of that, that does the world need another book? There's so many books out there, but even when I went to look on the shelves, it was still really, yes. The world does need this book. My biggest part was just the, oh my gosh, if I tell the truth on this, how am I going to look? But that's exactly why I have to tell the truth on it is to show other women that, like you said, mine is a whopper of a secret. If I can tell it, you can tell it. 
Yeah, I agree with that. And also one thing I want to say is that while you're writing this book, you were not just writing this book. You're running a full-time coaching business. You have a very active life with your husband and two sons, and you are traveling a bunch. You're also dealing with real world issues of like people, you know, sick in your family. And I crack up because I remember when you texted me from Yosemite and you were like, oh my God, our whole family almost died in like a flash flood. And like for a minute, I was like, oh my God, I hope you're okay. And then I'm like, are you writing when you get back? And, but that's why it was so important to have you is because left to my own devices, I almost died. I don't know if I'd pick up the book or we did have people that got sick. I lost someone very, very important to me this year. Life circumstances can get in the way of our big dreams. And this is why coaches are so important with my own clients as well, that on our own, we can let circumstance dictate where we're going to go. But when you work with a coach, what you're saying is, I'm going to step out of my default life, which is the life that I have right now that I'm going to continue to have, which is pretty good if I live this way. But if I want my created future where I am a on the stage talking about secrets, helping women break through from shame, creating my year long program, doing the TED talk, then I have to lasso in that future. And the only way for me to do that was to co-create it with you. Right. And we did. We co-created something that I think is amazing. Now you're planning on taking this content out in the world and having workshops, secret breaking workshops with, with women and men, right? It's going to be even bigger than just workshops. So what I want to do, it's a year-long program where I'm going to take a group of 12 women through the secret breaking system. We're going to work together as a group because there is power in groups and other women hearing that they're not alone plus individually where I'm going to take them through each stage. There's a retreat component of it where we're all going to meet together over a three-day period. We're going to go through the different concepts, the individual component, and then the monthly group component as well. I will be doing some one-off workshops, but the truth is anyone who's going to do this system needs to do the whole system in order to get relief and to create your ripple effect. To start and stop is almost torturous. And we can start it on as small of a secret as necessary to get the wheels running. But the support for an entire year is saying yes to you and to really creating that new you and bringing her into the world. I'm so excited about that. I think it's going to be a huge success. And so we're just going to leave it at that. If there's women out there right now that are listening to this, that are holding on to those secrets and you know what they are, what would be your first, your book's not out yet. So we're going to be looking for a publisher for your book in January. So the ladies have to hold tight and the men too, but the ladies have to hold tight. What would be the one piece of advice today you would give a woman about her secret? You're not alone. We've all had secrets and you are not your secret. That's also really important. Our critical narrator wants to make us our secret. It wants to make us the action that we took. And then the negative story we tell ourselves about who we are, that is not who you are in the world. And if you need relief from that now, you can feel free to reach out to me. My program's going to start even before the book is published. So there's no problem with that. The other thing with this too is start writing out your secret, write it down to get it out of your body, to get some initial relief, and then we can talk. I'm so happy to bring women through this process. Thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate all your time. It's been such a pleasure to work with you. Oh, you too, Kim. Thank you. 
You've been listening to You Should Write a Book About That. If you enjoyed our episode, tell a friend to listen, subscribe or review on iTunes, Stitcher, CastBox, Spotify, and Pandora, or wherever you listen to podcasts.